Scorcher, the hottest sports app in the history of sports apps. Download from the App Store today. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. Yes, hello, good morning. I hope you're all up and about and enjoying a Sunday morning. Many of you, of course, will be uh, having listening to us while you're running if you're in Sydney. Uh, there's Berkey, uh, I think there's about 14 marathons going at the same time. There's a half marathon, there's a full marathon, there's a third marathon, there's a 9K, uh, not marathon. There's a fun run. Basically, anybody can do anything. Any distance you want to run, you can do it this morning. Just Joe, do it. Joey and Freddie yes. did the 3.2. I think they might have need a, uh, a wheelchair at the end of that. And Andrew Johns. Andrew Johns. They ran, I think it was across the Harbour Ridge a couple of times. Right, okay. Mm. All right. Well, while they're doing that, and we wish you all the best, all of you who are running as we speak, and I don't know, Berkey, whether you got through the traffic Obviously, you made it here. Did you have to leave at four or o'clock I, in the morning? I left the roads a little bit closed? earlier, and I, uh, I I went around the airport basically and had to yes. come back on myself because yep. everything was closed at the same time. But we're here. We are here, and the man, of course, who's got no nowhere near anybody running, he's just relaxing on the banana lounge. Uh, is Tim <laughs> Horan, who watched the test last night at the Gold Coast, and that's where he joins us this morning. How is it there, Mister? Morning, boys. Yeah, very good. It's about uh, already. It's about twenty-four degrees here in Queensland. I just it had sounds my like little, you're in the uh, sauna. Actually, it's a bit echoey. It's nice. <laughs> oh, is that right? I yeah, just yeah. had my uh, little little swim at Carrawa Surf Club, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, the show, boys. All right. Well, the Wallabies, of course, did. Uh, they had a lovely win over the Pumas, twenty-three nineteen. When I say it was lovely, it mm. was in doubt for a long time. Stressful. We're going to get. Was we'll get to that uh, later in the show, including chatting to Wallaby halfback Nick. Phipps. Uh, the other thing I-, I wanted to mention before we got underway is that since I've come back from Bali, I- I've decided that uh, shoes, I'm entirely in loafer land from now on. Uh, given my age, I think shoelaces are a thing of the past. In fact, bending, basically, sure. unless required, is out. Berkey, what do you think? What do you make of them? These are the loafer I've chosen for today. Are they a Bali special? They're a Bali special. Sure. Uh, and you can't see them, Timmy, in Gold Coast, but they're a bit Gold Coast. They're a, I-, I guess they're a kind of a Keynes mustard colour. Well... It could uh, be described as something else, and mm-hmm. but that's, that's okay. Um, <laughs> my no, two-year-old like said, him. cool shoes, Dad. My cool. 24-year-old has laughed in my face. <laughs> what do you think? Go with youth, mate. Go with, go with the youth. <laughs> Just influence well, you've got to, you've got to, You'll age. have to keep, keep them away from your pet dog, though, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Skipper will get them, there's no yes. doubt about it. We'll continue our countdown of great Wallaby moments. Plenty to come right here on The Ruck. This is The Ruck. That is Pearl Jam Daughter, and this is The Ruck. Your Sunday rugby show for Scorcher. Download it for free in the App Store today. The Wallabies beat the Pumas 23-19. There was a lot of talk about the rugby championship. And the addition of the Pumas, I note that... Uh, Matthew Burke, you wrote in your column today that the importance of them arriving mm. and whether they would stack up after their... So far, they seem to have been competitive in every game, and they certainly were against the Wallabies and the Gold Coast. They were indeed last night. 16-0 draw in Mendoza against South Africa. Um, they scored against New Zealand last week. And last night was um, a, a very much, again, a wake-up call to the Wallabies. They know they were going to be under, under pressure up in the Gold Coast against a pack that was going to be pretty strong in, in a way. The Aussies held their own in the scrum, which was, which was a great to see. But... Uh, the speed of the play and the enthusiasm, once they get a roll on Argentina, yeah. they just get this thing that just says, hey, 
we can do this. Yeah, I thought they almost led at the anthem. Uh, I thought the anthem was terrific. They it was a lot. There's a lot of build up before the actual words mm. start, isn't there? There's about a minute's worth of just uh, just music, just music, just music, just standing around, music, music. Well, once they go, and they they do like to have the big blokes, the big Argentinian blokes. They love a little bit of a tear. Yeah, and it's it's head, it's chin up, head to the sky, and a couple of tears on the way through. Yeah, was Timmy good. was a big fan of the tear. Yeah, <laughs> Timmy, what did, did you tear <laughs> not, up? Not during the anthem though. <laughs> you you've you've admitted it before. You love an anthem just about more than anybody, Timmy. Well, I love I love the other anthems. Like I remember, you know, when Scotland used to used to play against Scotland, you'd start singing "Flower of Scotland," uh, you know, standing there hugging your, your teammate. Uh, but yeah, it was a pretty good performance from Argentina, wasn't it? They uh, they really came out and you know, pretty ordinary first forty minutes from both teams. It was stop start in the second half. It started to get going, and um, I thought they played really well. Argentina they frustrated the Wallabies. They scored uh, two tries in two minutes, and uh, one the second one a controversial one where it looked like the uh, the foot of Juan Amoff. Uh, put his foot on the line, and um, but it was a great performance, and the Wallabies did well to come back. What about the move he put on though, Nick Phipps, to to get around him? That classic in and away from a winger, and then just shoes down the sideline. It was fantastic to watch. I mean, as I said, they got the roll on. Hernandez made the break uh, earlier on from a kick from Beric Barnes, and no one else chased. And I suppose they're expecting the kick to come back, and all of a sudden they ran it. It was just fantastic to see. Yeah, well, most of the Argentinian players, or uh, well, the majority of them, play in the French competition. So they play for Barritz or Montpellier and uh, Racing Metro in Paris. So they're pretty experienced players. And uh, you just need, I, I believe, Burke, I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but I reckon one player should be allowed, from Argentina, should be allowed to play in a super rugby team, a rugby franchise. So whether it's New Zealand or South Africa and also Australia, there's 15 teams. You take one of the Argentinian players... Uh, and I suppose certainly in Australia we could do with it maybe an extra prop or an extra centre mm. just to give them that a bit more exposure and make this rugby championship a, uh, a bit stronger for the Argentinians. Uh, in commentary for Fox Sports last night, Timmy, so you must have the team sheet there. Were there any names that you were a bit nervous of before the, you, you got underway? <laughs> Uh, there was a couple. I went through them with Greg Clark a few hours beforehand and also the week leading up. But uh, yeah. there's a few there. Look, Juan Manuel Laguizimon yeah, and uh, the yeah. captain, Juan Martin Fernandez Lobe. Um, so there's some good ones there. Clark should have been forced to use all of those names every time he mentioned him in commentary. <laughs> the, the whole four. Well, the fullback the, the full was a good one. You don't know what, who, what is their first name or their last name. <laughs> because <laughs> where do you stop? Lucas, Lucas Gonzalez Amaracino. Like, where do you stop? Is there a hyphen or is there a hyphen first name or second name? <laughs> yeah. so. There was talk. Uh, Robbie Deans, the, the Wallabies coach, who, of course, has been under all sorts of pressure and probably wasn't released uh, completely by the result last night, I wouldn't mm. have thought. But there was talk about Quade Cooper, a little bit of a, uh, his performance in the first half there were a lot of mistakes uh, and whether he in fact should have been replaced that didn't happen partly because of the injury to Dom Shipley in his hand uh, but uh, just interested to hear what Quade Cooper had to say to Rod Kafer as, and I love the halftime interview mm. uh, and it, what seems to happen when, when a player is still wearing the jersey is still kind of a little bit steamed up is they're brutally honest and the words they choose may not be the ones they would do after they've had a cooling shower here's what he had to say to Rod they were working hard and you know, that was a show when they made their break and you know, all the boys worked their you know, rings off to get back there and try and help out. When you work your rings off, did you do a lot of that when you're playing for the ball? It's a technical term, isn't it? <laughs> it's a technical term that uh, you probably use on the whiteboard uh, rather than on the TV. But um, you could see what they were doing, and th- and that chase that uh, Pat McKay put on was outstanding. But Timmy had, uh, did it. I think it caught Kafe out when he uh, when he asked the question. 
Yeah, I think he did. I think uh, maybe Quade Cooper was talking about poor old Dom Shipley's little finger, his ring finger, that uh, he had a fractured dislocation, so it came back on the field. <laughs> there were a couple of good performances from the Wallabies, uh, including a good debut from Douglas in the mm. forwards. I thought he was terrific. Uh, we are going to talk to Nick Phipps a little bit later, who was instrumental in the match-winning try as well. Uh, so more of that game coming up. The All Blacks also, uh, yesterday, they beat South Africa. It was one of the typical All Blacks v South Africa games. They won 21 11, but Berkey, you noticed something very, very special about it. What was that? I did. I was, I was listening to it on the radio on the, on the radio on the way home from work. ABC picked up the uh, the commentary from the Kiwis, mm-hmm. and they played down in Dunedin, which is now the enclosed stadium, yes. and there's a bit of commentary about the kicking and the no wind. Yes. I, I thought it was quite intriguing. Listen right. to this one. Interestingly, there's been a lot of chat about this um, the stadium with regards to there being no wind, but what they found out in the World Cup is when this stadium's full, the ambience of the crowd can actually affect the ball uh, and its travel towards the post. So we'll see if uh, he's allowing for anything and, and whether it just floats over down the middle. See whether he's allowing for anything. So what's you get, rather than putting your finger up in the air to work out where the wind is, you listen for the ambience. You're listening okay? for the crowd. They, they seem a bit louder ambience, and blowing yeah. harder from that side. On the left-hand side. So I'll just aim <laughs> yeah, a little bit maybe left. I'll, Can you blow it back yeah, maybe I'll, yeah, maybe on one side I'll go, ready, half and puff and blow now. <laughs> The ambience. Oh, that was fantastic. It is brilliant. This is a Ruck Sunday Rugby Show. This is the Ruck. That's Black Keys, Lonely Boy, and this is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show for Scorcher, the hottest sports app in the history of sports apps. Uh, last night, the Wallabies beat the Pumas 23-19. Uh, on the Gold Coast. Yeah, that, that's a great stadium. I've never played football there, but it's a great stadium to watch footy. Uh, and a man who was skilled, there. Skilled park. Skilled it's a bit park. like... Uh, it's an upgraded Ballymore. That's what it felt like last night. It was uh, You were pretty close to the action. That's what I love about it. It's, it's one of those classic, you know, that's built for this code mm. or, or a league, a, a rugby code anyway, and it's terrific. One man, of course, who was instrumental in getting the Wallabies across the line. And it looked dodgy for a while there, we have to admit, the Wallabies, but they came back, showed great character. Uh, and one of those great characters is a man who stepped into the shoes of Will Genia, the halfback, Nick Phipps. He joins us right here, right now. Nick, congratulations on the win. Yeah, thanks very much, boys. It must have been... Well, I was hearing uh, Nathan Sharp talk, of course, uh, took over the the scary mantle of captain, and he came through uninjured, which was bizarre, uh, but talking about the character, because at some point in that game, you must have been slightly nervous about where you stood against these boys. Yeah, absolutely. After that second try, a few of us were sitting behind the goal line, but, you know, Sharpie came up and he, he actually said something quite stirring, saying, you know, this is when you really judge the character of a bloke, and this is when we can really come from behind and show a few people that we mean business. And, you know, the boys rallied together and it was a good bunch of blokes and it was exciting to be a part of. Uh, Nick, Tim here. What, what was your uh, vibe through the game? Because you look pretty energetic through the game and uh, it was your break late in that second half which probably sealed the match for, for the Wallabies uh, with the, your break and to, a way to dig Iwani scoring the try. How, how did you find it, mate? You, you, you seem pretty upbeat throughout the game. Yeah, mate, it was, uh, it was a lot quicker than I expected. It was, it was good. It was I really enjoyed it, you know, it was the physicality of it, the, the pumas around the breakdown were unrelenting, you know, that they were just bashing our boys back, but the boys loved that and kept rolling around the corner and running them out of legs, and yeah, I just tried to keep getting into the forwards and keep trying to communicate with Clady and get the boys in the front foot. Mate, we're talking quickly before about uh, Dom Shipley with his uh, injured uh, finger. W- what actually happened there? Was it a, a fractured dislocation in the end? Uh, I think he, he popped it out and then it split the skin a bit, so... He managed to go off for the blood bin for five minutes and then he, he, he wanted to come back on the field. So that showed a lot of character there and he just couldn't outdo the match, I guess. For, for, for one minute, I thought it might have been a broken fingernail. 
<laughs> he, he, he is a winger. <laughs> yeah, he's not captain, so I think he would have been all right. <laughs> hey, Nick Berkey here. Uh, I've just got to ask you, I mean, it, was, it seemed like frustrating it to play out there at times. And I, and I caught a bit of the referee at one stage there. He said, be very careful how you speak yes. to me. <laughs> Did you chirp him at one stage there? Oh, no, it was just... Uh, just having a chat. the fact that, yeah, we're, we're over the ball and in a dominant position should have been our penalty, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just following the line of great Wallaby halfbacks from George Grieg and through who tend to advise the referee what they're doing right yeah. and wrong. That's, 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 that's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Hey, um, I, I'm sure you noticed on that left-hand side there, you got a, uh, Tim already mentioned about the try when you went through. Um, great bit of vision, but you got a little bit of help from Tatafa Pelota now uh, locking down the ankle of a, uh, an Argentinian. <laughs> is, is that all pre-planned? Oh, no, not at all. I think it was just a good opportunity. I think uh, Tafi obviously saw that there was a spot down the, the blind side, so he tried to help out a bit. Fipsy, obviously now you get a bit of a run at that spot, uh, Will Guinea's inj- injury. For the Wallowies themselves, getting a run up and sort of trying to be a little bit more cohesive, uh, do you feel like it's moving forward? Obviously the second half better than the, the first half last night. Where do you think you're at? Oh. I don't, I don't think we're really hiding from the fact that we still haven't played our best footy. You know, we've we've got a, two pretty uh, you know nerve-wracking wins on on the trot, and um, you know I guess everyone's pretty excited to start playing some of our best footy and no good opportunity to do that overseas. All right, mate. Well, look, uh, you did a great job last night. I mean, there was a, a couple of moments, but uh, the moment... Yeah. Most, <laughs> so notice how we didn't go into those. But the moment all we'll remember is the one, the, the breakthrough and the try to Digby Uoni. Well played, and congratulations, and thanks for being part of the ruck. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, boys. There he goes. Nick Phipps. We're going to call him the hero of the game. The hero time. of the game. Yeah. Well, they're two from two, so there's got to be a positive out of that. Yeah, there does indeed. They'll be tough, uh, uh, Timmy, the Pumas, once they get to Argentina, though, don't, won't they? Yeah, once they get back home. But they've had some pretty tough matches. They've already played. I would have thought they were, might have been a bit of spent for, uh, last night after they played South Africa twice and then New Zealand. But uh, they'll go back. They'll, they'll play um, Australia in a place called Rosario, which is about three or four hours outside of um, Buenos Aires and in the middle of nowhere. Oh, and it's, they've got a stadium that seats about 35,000. So it'll be very, they'll be very, very hard to beat at home. All right. Well, there you go. There's Nick Phipps. Uh, when we come back, we'll give you our patented sports wrap right here. This is The Ruck. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. Not just rugby, though, for Scorcher. As just with Scorcher, all sorts of sports. We cover them as well here. It's, this is the patented sports wrap. I'll go to the rugby first. Obviously, the uh, Wallabies, uh, as you know now, beat the Pumas 23-19 last night. The All Blacks over South Africa 21-11 in the shoot shield yesterday. Very close. Sydney University, mm. they... Does every other club hate Sydney University? Mm. But yeah, yeah, mm. so they, they just pay for players. That's why, right? Okay. <laughs> well, they give scholarships. Exactly right. Scholarships, so yeah. they can get along. So they've been the last four hundred and fifty-three. I'm just kidding. It's all right. Yeah, I think they're the they're the second oldest, uh, uh, one of the oldest club, clubs. Yeah, exactly in, right. in the world. Yeah, uh, and they've been involved in just about every grand final. They were there again yesterday, and they won. They beat Southern Districts, uh, a brand new combination club, fifteen fourteen out of beautiful Concord Oval. With I think they still have the uh, the tallest. Um, hosts. Hosts in the Southern Hemisphere. Fantastic. It's always the Southern Hemisphere we, when we really want to biggie ourselves up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the biggest nightclub in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest bridge. It's the biggest bridge. That's the biggest big hamburger in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, and the tallest posts in the Southern Hemisphere at Concord Oval. And Southern Districts got beaten by the one point. A little bit of controversial. I think the second to last pass in the winning try, I reckon, it was marginal. Marginal. Thank marginal. you. At, at best. Mm. Uh, and some other codes. As we speak, 
Some players from Fremantle, uh, West Coast uh, in the AFL and the NRL, the Raiders and the Cowboys uh, going to their rooms, getting out their best frocks, ready to put them on for Mad Monday celebrations. I know that you two boys, Timmy and Berkey, you don't have much of your memorabilia, or you claim you don't. It's somewhere in the, in the boot of your car or in the garage. Do you still have some of the best frocks from you? <laughs> from your Mad Monday outings, some some of the Mrs. Dresses. I remember we had uh, one of our Mad Mondays was um, poor attire shirt day, but it rhymed with something different. It was sh- shirt day. <laughs> and uh, and I asked to borrow my one of my brother's shirts and I put it on. <laughs> I thought it was pretty ordinary. And I turned up to there and, and everyone's got these you know putrid shirts on and John Wellborn went, hey, I've got that shirt and I actually wear that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I've still got my, uh, I've still got a convict uniform, you know, with the ball and chain and the, uh, and they had the handcuffs as well. But I think now that my wife's read Fifty Shades of Grey, she's asked where they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man, you know, yeah, you know, for, for a seemingly on the surface conservative kind of guy, you are a sick puppy. <laughs> Absolute sick puppy. Uh, so that's the yeah, I say mentioned Mad Monday because in the AFL Collingwood they are they've set up that preliminary final. They play Sydney next Friday night at ANZ Stadium after beating uh, West Coast, and Adelaide will play Hawthorne in the other preliminary final. In the NRL, you, the, I was going to say, do you talk about Hoodoos, Swannies yeah, against totally, Collingwood? Yeah, I think it's the last seven or, or something at ANZ Stadium that uh, that Collingwood has beaten the Swans. I, I don't think the Swans have beaten them since two thousand five. Need the a big crowd the there. Grand final. Does need a big crowd there in the NRL, the Rabbitohs, and gee, it's twenty five years. What kind of record is that? 25 years since they last won a final. Mm. Not a grand final, just any finals. Final. So they did it uh, last night and they beat the Raiders 38-16. So they'll take on Canterbury and of course Melbourne will host uh, Manly. Gee, that should be a good game. That's next Friday night in Melbourne. In cricket, the Aussies have beaten the Kiwis by 56 runs in a warm-up for the World T20. I think we're now ranked below Ireland in how, how 2020. How does, how does that, that work? Well, what, what well, I'll tell you how it works, Berkey. We're hopeless and they're better than us. <laughs> Brad Hogg got three wickets, though. Yeah, no, no, he's 48 years old. <laughs> In tennis. Good <laughs> hope still. Good year. That's a 2020. You get the older, you can still play that. You're better. So they bring 5-5 five, five back. That's the kind of game I can get involved That's in. That's great. Good Shoney and Hewitt uh, won the doubles rubber in uh, Davis Cup in the, against Germany. That It's 2-1 lead, so Bernard Tomic can win that rubber for us mm. tonight. And in the A-League, it's a beautiful day in Sydney. I'm not sure what it's like on the Gold Coast. Timmy, lovely up there, is it? Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect, boys. I'm looking out here and there's uh, guys on their paddle boards and yeah. surf skis and, uh, yeah. Are you wearing socks? I've got nothing on at the moment. Yeah. I've, got, I've, got, I've got some clothes on. I haven't got any shoes on. I haven't got your your barley loafers on that you probably bartered down from a dollar twenty-five to a dollar. That guy was trying to rip me off at a dollar twenty-five. Yeah, yeah you, you got him though. Especially with the reaction I've got from wearing them. You <laughs> should have paid me. The A League and Italian superstar Alessandro Del Piero lands any minute in uh, this beautiful city of Sydney to join his new team, Sydney FC. Will that change the face of the A League in this country? All will be revealed over the coming weeks. This is the Rock. Sunday rugby show and other stuff. This is the Rock. It's a nice thing watching the sunset over the beaches. Something you mm. can't do in the eastern states, quite obviously. Oh, you can in Melbourne, can't you? you can watch the sunset. Good words the in there. Yeah. You think it's you know, so watching the world. I thought it was sober watching the world turn. I think it's slow burn watching the world turn. You just make your own words up. Yeah. So you're saying the good words because... I the, couldn't work out couldn't the other words. Michael right. Bryle did, uh, um, are you going to go my way? 
Yeah. Icicles on my wings at one stage. I don't know how that works, but you just get them out there. Icicles on Icicles my wings. <laughs> that works for me. It depends what time in the morning as you're seeing it. Yeah. it? <laughs> That's right. It could be absolutely anything. Uh, we are, as you know, have been counting down the top ten moments for the uh, the Wallabies. It's been terrific because it started when we thought we were having no glory at all this mm. year. We thought, well, let's invent our own. Well, we're here right now. The Rock. Here it comes for Australia. The top ten moments. The green and gold of Australia. In Aussie Rugby. Five. Let me take you back to 2003. It's the Rugby World Cup. The Wallabies playing the All Blacks in the semi-final at a packed ANZ stadium. Actually, it was Telstra Stadium then. It used to be the Olympic Stadium, but mm. that's not important right now. The All Blacks <laughs> are unbackable favourites, having thrashed Australia 50-23 to 23 earlier in the season. Uh, but a different Wallabies have turned up, and defensive pressure early led to this moment that set the tone for the game. Spencer again. Intercepted. Mortlock. They are going to make hard work of it. Rokotoko's chasing, but he can give up. Mortlock gets the first try. Linked at the field against the runner play. Spencer does a little shimmy. He's looked for the long pass, and who was swooping on it? But Sterling Mortlock. Once he got it, they weren't going to catch him. It was shut the gate stuff. Shut the gate stuff, indeed. The Wallabies went on to win, ending that all-black World Cup dream for another four years. We're joined now by the man himself, the one, the only, the great Sterling Mortlock. Good morning, and thanks for being part of the show, buddy. Morning, Tony. Morning, fellas. Great to be here. Can I, I, I want to talk to you about a whole range of things, Sterling, including the current Wallabies shortly, but let's reminisce. Uh, no one gave you, uh, the Wallabies, a chance before that game, uh, but I, I hear talk that there was within your camp, within that bus as you're headed to that stadium, there was a lot of belief. And that try, uh, which you can talk us through, Carlos Spencer's cutout pass, it basically did come off the back and early of a lot of defensive pressure from a team that was intent on doing that, didn't it? Yeah, I guess um, a big part of our game plan was to was to take the New Zealanders out of their comfort zone and, and a big part of that was running the ball. So I think off the first kick off the receipt, we ran the ball for about, I don't know, the first three or four minutes and that was the start of the game and from then on it was hectic. Um, and um, yeah, we were defending for a fair while and um, Carlos took the ball to the line and luckily enough... Uh, uh, they'd rumble the, ball, they'd rumble the ball around from the line, so we had another forward in our back line, so I was a little bit free um, defensively, and Carlos loaded up, and I guess instinct took over, and he hit me square on the chest, and <laughs> probably <laughs> I'm a beer every every time I've seen him, I'm, I'm a beer every time I've since then. <laughs> do, you, do you rub it like Timmy? Yeah, mate. Uh, I actually, I, it's not something I rub into him, mate. He, he doesn't need that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It, it, it was, uh, I guess, a, for him, a, a forgettable night, and obviously for us and for myself, a very memorable one. So it was one that I was very thankful to have played my role in. But I think, uh, for my end, it was one of those games where where our game plan was implemented perfectly, and everyone played their role in that. And it was an outstanding, outstanding night for Australia. Uh, still, like Timmy, I was going to cast your mind back a little bit to that to that night, and and even sort of the week before, because you played. I'm pretty sure it was Scotland in the quarterfinal, and the, and your matches leading up to that, and even the Scottish game was the Wallabies were probably you know really long long price favourites to to beat the All Blacks. What what about Eddie Jones as a coach? What what was he like to uh, be be coached by Eddie, and what was he saying in the lead up to that uh, game against the All Blacks? Um, well, Eddie was one of the, still is one of the most dedicated and hardworking coaches that I've ever been associated with. But um, and obviously he coached me at Brumby provincial level as well. So he um, 
I guess a huge emphasis on on doing the the, the, the core things right and, and being better planned and, and, and having a knowledge of the opposition better than, than what they have of us, hopefully. So I guess that week we had a huge amount of confidence that if we went out and implemented our game plan um, that we would be successful. Um, we also knew that we hadn't really clicked and hadn't played well. Um, there was only in patches where we shown that in the World Cup rounds and in the quarterfinals. So... But there still was a, a fair amount of confidence that if we did click, um, we certainly would be able to take New Zealand on, and that's exactly what happened. Snork, I've got to ask you a question, mate. So after the, after the end of the game, we remember, we, we remember that moment for the intercept try. There's a few words by uh, by Griggs, and, and it was a, it was a, an intimate moment between him and Byron Callagher. It just got picked up by every camera. Um, <laughs> do you remember what he said? <laughs> I think everyone on the field remembers what he said. <laughs> I think everyone who was there remembers what he said. He just looked at Byron Callagher and said, four more years, buddy, four more years. <laughs> well, I think it was like edges. Yeah, well, I think yeah. everyone thought that and read his lips, thought it was four more years, but he's actually saying, you got to buy me four more beers. <laughs> like, that's what I was... <laughs> Of course, uh, New Zealand were in the middle of uh, a lot of pain, weren't they, trying mm. to get to that World Cup and uh, win the final. They now uh, do hold that, which is terrific. The other thing about that I, I noticed uh, from watching it again this morning, Sterling, was the first man there to help you celebrate, none other than Wendell Saylor. Uh, he's a terrific man to come to arrive just too late, but want to party, wasn't he? <laughs> right, actually, that was, it was quite funny because um, when I scored the trial, it sort of initially um, because you know I guess I, I backed myself for a little bit of tobe I didn't have as much pace as Dougie Hallett or Joe Gasoko so I turned back at about at a 22 and I realised they weren't going to catch me yeah. and uh, so then I almost like screamed out or yelled out before I'd even scored so I was pork chopping myself <laughs> and I scored and then Big Wendell and, and Lloyd Takiri came and gave me a massive massive bear hug um, and then I've pointed to the crowd and I've gone crazy again so it was pretty funny but um, Big Dell Big Dell was mate, he was actually a, a, a great trainer great team team man yeah. you know, but obviously uh, yeah left the game on not, not the best terms but certainly turned it back uh, when he went back to league well, wasn't, he, wasn't he calling out pass it to me pass it to me I think I, I think that's what I remember in the camp afterwards <laughs> yeah always after a cheapie yeah. <laughs> Sally Motlock it was a great moment it was our number five moment congratulations for being part of that and for all that you did for the Wallabies uh, in your career lovely to talk to you again oh, pleasure to be here guys there he goes the one the only Mr Sterling Mortlock next week number four what will it be find this out this is the rock midnight oil forgotten years this is the rock it's your Sunday rugby show for Scorcher the hottest sports app in the history of sports app and what a rich history it has been um, but as I say Scorcher just it's got everything it's got everything it's fantastic not just rugby it's pretty much like this show works perfectly for us uh, sadly there's not a lot of time left for us I was just noting while uh, the member for Kingsford was singing that uh, you were <laughs> reminiscing Berkey <laughs> about your team song your club song mm. uh, rugby Eastwood Eastwood Rugby Club yeah because it had one of those lyrics which was terrific which is you know all about not just playing football but drinking beer yeah. what was the line uh, winning the tight play and also the ruck but if we don't call if we don't score where we don't give a damn Mm. Um, no, no, not that bad. The drinking beer. What was the drinking beer line you were singing? Wasn't it we play footy and drink beer or something? Oh, now you got me. I'm now going to go from the start again. Yeah, the start. Uh, that doesn't rhyme. That's that's rhyme. Yeah. Play, playing their rugby and drinking their beer. <laughs> playing their rugby and drinking their beer. Yeah. See, that's... Gee, we had a, we had a, we had a similar song at Souths in Brisbane. Just yeah. more beer, more beer. <laughs> that was, that's as far as we got. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oops. <laughs> because you notice in the AFL when they come in and they, you know, the, the song is so big, yeah. the club song, and the camera comes in and it circles around from the inside and they sing it. They don't mention any beer in those. No. So it's kind of a, a rugby thing. Drinking the Gatorade and. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Having ice baths. Yes. Yeah, all of that. Just Speaking, doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, we do love our, our club rugby here. I think there's a grand final on, uh, is it this afternoon in, in Brisbane, Timmy? Uh, it's a uh, second last round. Oh, the penultimate. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. So the uh, the knockout final. So brothers are playing Sunnybank in Brisbane to face uh, University next weekend uh, at Ballymore. So uh, a good opportunity for everyone to get down. Then also uh, in GPS schoolboy rugby yesterday, Brisbane Grammar mm-hmm. uh, got the title. So they uh, GPS okay. rugby champions in Queensland beat Nudgee College yesterday. About 8,000 people at Nudgee College oh, watching yeah. the uh, James O'Connor and Rocky Elson used to play for Nudgee College and Stephen Moore used to play for Brizzy Grammar. So um, hey, hey, a side that's come from getting beaten about 101 nil about three years ago and they actually called the game off early and uh, they've come through and won it. What, they forfeited mid-game? Yeah, it was about three years ago, I think it was. They got beaten 101-0 by Brisbane State High and they had to call the game off 10 minutes early. They were worried. So we nearly, we nearly did that with the Waratahs in 2002 when we played uh, the Crusaders. The Crusaders, yeah. Crusaders yeah. when you 6-19. <laughs> <laughs> it was 63-0 at half-time. Yeah. First to 100. <laughs> <laughs> what about last weekend, Timmy? Did your son play? Uh, was it last weekend in the grand final? Very interesting. Yeah, he did. They lost, uh, they play, so he played against uh, John Eels' nephew mm-hmm. in, uh, in Brisbane. They lost the uh, grand final 8 Five, so a high-scoring game, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a bit of fun. So, um, but uh, I was at my daughter's netball yesterday, and boys, this is a um, you know question without notice. But uh-huh. what about the dogs that turn up to school sport or club sport? Don't you just, oh, just define what you're saying clarify. there. Just define when you're saying the dogs that turn up pets. to school. The pets, oh, right, 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 the pets, right, right. yeah, the yeah, pets that yeah. turn up, and people turn up with their pets and they mm-hmm. walk along and sort of parade their dog. And the dogs don't; they don't get any exercise whatsoever. So I'm going to bring some stickers out. No dogs at sport. Yeah, well, exactly. All doing. Ba- sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so oh, two stickers I want to bring out, yep. car stickers, so no dogs at sport, mm-hmm. and then bring back iceberg lettuce. <laughs> because we're... we're iceberg, just, just a bit just, fancy these days, is it, Tim? Just, well, where, where's the iceberg lettuce? Bring it back. Veg. No. no, you're right, it's all no, it cause and that sort of yeah. stupid stuff, isn't Rocay. it? Rocket. 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 Iceberg <laughs> lettuce. All right, okay. <laughs> Ban dogs and bring back iceberg lettuce. It's kind of a mixed thing you've got going there. The yeah, thing, the problem with the dogs is they are they're just kind of straining on the on the leash there. They don't get any exercise. They're watching people run around and mm. think, well, why is that? Oh, well, yeah. they're, they're in a bag. <laughs> that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> in a bag. Uh, all right. Well, we'll just see what that's. A, it's a terrific campaign. We'll see if we can uh, add to it as the we'll get some help. support behind that. Yeah. yeah I, tell, I tell you what I did like the other day. And we're talking about the game or last night, I should say, mm-hmm. um, when. Argentina scored the try and they panned up to the to the box yes. and 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 so that saw the coaches. Is anyone watching Puberty Blues at the moment? Mr. Vickers, uh-huh. he had the greatest hairstyle. He had the Mr. Vickers hairstyle. The Argentinian coach. It hasn't changed since 1978. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's true. This is the ruck. Sadly, that is where we have to leave you for another Sunday. Get out, enjoy your footy. Uh, we're back next week for more. Bye bye.